What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. So, Joe watching, and I'm here's what you it's a little game I want to play. It's like match the Spotify with YouTube footage. I, I love that that's a little game that you play with yourself and YouTube <laughs> and Spotify. <laughs> Guys, I, I folks, I fucking walked in and Paul is watching like street scenes from like Italy in the like 1950s, right. 1960s. Right. <laughs> Around Rome and older cars and, yeah. and ca- street cafes. And, and he's got like smooth jazz playing. Yeah, like Italian sort of cafe Like music. street scene kind of shit. And I'm like, hey, Paul, <laughs> what the hell are you watching? And he's like, I like to match up the YouTube video with Spotify playlist. playlist. And I'm like, it's actually pretty fucking brilliant. I like that. Look pretty it, good. It creates an ambiance. It does. It I did. like it. And a lot of people complain that, uh, well, I don't know about the Italian in 1950s. Like, people want to go back to the 50s because it's better back then. Oh, yeah, the people that are like, oh, let's go back to the good old days. And I'm like, good old days for who? But good old days for who? <laughs> So I don't know if the Italians, how they feel about all that stuff, but who knows? It didn't matter. Yeah. I just wanted, because it was showing, also, they would show uh, 707s and, you know, it, old style jetways yeah. and or st- the stairs going up. Oh, God. <laughs> or like the stairs that are like on top of a truck. Right. You, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like the, the, those things, I was like, that does not look safe. Right. It's not safe. That's what I was doing. So, uh, but also, how, uh, how relaxed are you now? I'm trying to decide how relaxed I am. I'm pretty relaxed. It was it was odd getting up this morning, realizing that I did not have any meetings to go to today or tomorrow, or I don't think the next day. You know, usually it's multiple meetings, sometimes multiple days during the week, during the middle of the day. Right, it was not good for uh, for those of you that uh, are are unaware, which I'm fairly certain that doesn't there aren't any of any of you, but we'll recap anyway. Uh, Paul's been planning the the unveiling of the Jim Hinckley sculption downtown and the overseeing the building of that plaza and and the, the tours the, the tour kingman tours and, and then the big and party that. down there and yeah. the big block party of the shutdown route 66 for a bit and all and the, the music and the beer and jesus and now it's been going that's been organizing you've been doing that for over a year yeah. and now it's that's uh, done it's done it's like so now i can and paul's back to his youthful self it's like the kids are going off to college i don't know what to do with the I, house you don't know what to do with yourself yeah <laughs> it's got that empty nest syndrome except it's no meeting syndrome there's nothing about yeah that's all it, it is it's great though i'm happy man I'm but glad. it was a good event it was uh because you're wound the fuck up oh i know i was people going god paul is still wound up i'm surprised you didn't like on saturday instead of us going to the movies i were you're like yeah you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go to sporties when they open and i'm gonna leave sporties when they kick me out <laughs> I was afraid you were going to do something like that. I'm like, hey, man, I'll be your wingman. I'll make sure that you get home safe and don't fight a cop. Well, I did. But, you know, you you didn't do that. I kind of twisted my ankle on Friday. Oh, shit, that's right. Midday, yeah. But it got, I can't believe how okay it felt at the end of the night. And it wasn't, I, I did bring some, or you gave me some high-powered ibuprofen. Yeah, the ibuprofen, the Centrum Orange for and, the man over 40. And I, and I kept uh, popping those. And you said, I think one will be enough, Paul. But anyway. Well, you popped two. I just, I'm like, that's just fucking, it just hits your kidneys so hard. Right. You could stagger them every two hours. Right. Or every three hours, something like that. And then I had a half a beer, a quarter of a beer, and then it was getting later, and I thought, my ankle doesn't hurt that bad. I I did a little sprain. But anyway, so we got out of there about almost midnight, you know, we got unpacked completely, and that was, uh, but it was a good event. There were a lot of people. I mean, objectively, Joe, you were not me and and, and could look around. It was well attended. It was very well attended. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone seemed to have a great time. The bands killed it. It was great. Yep. Everyone was just phenomenal. 
And we enjoyed um, the way we set up the uh, with the low uh, barricades for the beer garden. Yes, with, with the lights going around instead them. of fencing. <laughs> that's was so I've, bad. I, it, that's one of those Arizona state laws that is really asinine because you have to have a barrier. Right. And there's a certain there's certain Im, uh, approved barriers for alcohol containment. Right. That's what happens when you have a ton of Mormons in the legislature. Right. That that's just because that they have people have tried to change that the, those ordinances and they just won't let it happen. So early on, um, when we were planning all this, I, I said, I, "What's the minimum, the minimum we can use, you know, for a barrier for this?" And I think that Josh Noble of uh, of Kingman Tourism gave a, a height and what. So so those I call them bicycle racks. They look like mm-hmm. you can put bicycle racks and then he goes. He goes, "Yeah, concert are, barricades yeah, like you to, to or, or event barricades right. to herd people." In, right. Like cattle in a certain direction. Because we'd have like to that. rent them. I said, we really want that. I said, this this whole chain link fencing thing looks like a prison yeah. yard. And when it, we can't, or something, it looks terrible. So he agreed, and so we did that. And that was nice because I was able to be, I was inside. People were outside, and I was talking to them some. And they were, we were standing by that little barricade, and we could actually see each other right. and talk like it's not really there. And so that was kind of nice. Yeah, that's uh, it was really cool. It, it was, And people that are walking by could see in and could see... Where somebody is, like I had like three people that text me, like, "Hey, where are you?" I'm like, "Over here," and they found me. They could see me instantly. Right. If you had a big ass chain link fence or something like that, like that, it would look kind of it would, odd. It would, and it would it look, would look like a fucking prison. It does. Anyway, so that event went off well. I don't think there were any real issues or anything. So that's there was, great. There's a couple of minor details we got to fix on the big plaque. Something wasn't done. Right oh yeah, there. I no, I mean like with the event, like with, no. as far as like a generalized uh, mayhem. Or or something somebody forgot right. or somebody got drunk and tried to fight somebody or something like that. I None of that I, happened. I didn't hear about any of that no. at all. Um, the and it was cool because the, the kids kind of liked it too because they were they were dancing in front of the uh, the uh, the slideshow stuff. Yeah, the light was there and they, yeah, the, so they were doing that. So that was kind of cool. And then Leonard killed it. Of course, it's like we're just sitting there listening to Leonard fucking play. It's like the motherfucker. Leonard. He's so good. Yeah. God damn it! That whole band is really good. Yeah. But we, and we talked about that on Saturday. So what did we do on Saturday night? So, Finally, so Joe convinced me. He goes, "If you feel like he kept bugging me, like so, I knew he wasn't going to let go until I just flat denied it." But I didn't know how I was going to feel on Saturday morning, and I wasn't that bad actually. It just, you know, I took some. Advil. I didn't pester you that much. It's not like I, I still left the choice up to you. That's true. But there's no doubt. You said if you're feeling up to it, I get off at four. Let's go to Havasu. Top Gun and Maverick. See Top Gun Maverick. So we did. So I ended up unloading my truck, which actually helped because you were moving around again. You're yeah. loosening up. So and I was like, I felt, I felt, pretty, I feel like, I feel like ten dollars. I feel like ten dollars. Yeah, which, which is better because you only thought about it felt like three fifty for about eight months. Right. Um. So it was good. So I uh, did a couple shots of uh, caffeine, and uh, we drove down there to the. What's that new? What's the? It's not the bearded clam. We make fun of it. The wet clam. The wet. Almost as bad as a bearded clam. <laughs> Not bad. I like both, but I uh, personally. So for you uh, people that want to go to a, yeah want to go to a good theater, it's kind of a drive. But what the hell? It's the we mentioned this before across from the airport. Yeah, and uh, Havasu. Down in Havasu. It's at that kind of mall thing, which is not really a mall, but I guess it's a mall. usually malls have active stores, and this one only has like five <laughs> active stores. But the movie theater is phenomenal. Star Cinemas. It's kind of like a, uh, a a a museum 
a mall museum. You can oh walk God. around and it's like frozen. It's like, but it's like a functional museum. It's like those yeah. children's museums where it's like interactive. Right. Like, wow, look at this mall. It's like a museum, and I can actually buy things here. What a crazy <laughs> museum! It's like it's like a museum with five gift shops. You can see what malls look yeah. like and what, but you can buy. Yeah, you can still buy stuff. But forever, we were going there and going, God, if there was just a restaurant or here, even a coffee shop, that's the other something thing. Something right there by the movie theater. And yeah. folks that have been listening to the podcast for a while, they know that what we used to do is go down like before COVID and all that shit. We would go down to Havasu, go hit up Hangar 24 or College Street or you know one of the other breweries. Or some other restaurant. Or, or some restaurant and then have a few drinks, have and some laughs and some food and then go up. And on the way back, go and watch the movie and then go home. Right. It, it was perfect. But it would have been better if there was a restaurant there. Well, now there is. It's a seafood. Now they have the Rusty Clam. No, it's not. It's the not rusty. the Rusty Clam. <laughs> the Cobweb the, Clam. The, the Desiccated Clam. <laughs> no, it's the, the Cobweb Clam. <laughs> It is called a wet clam, which is okay. It's, I had heard, I had, and and it's it's not like they uh, these people don't know what they're doing with that name because right. there's some sexually charged names on there, but uh, not quite are, as bad as another restaurant in this town. In this town, has, right? Has those kind of stuff going on? Yeah, but. there. It's not like uh, <clears throat> you know, put your strap on, your strap on, and get ready to crack these shells apart like you're pegging your husband. Like that's not, <laughs> it's not overtly nasty, <laughs> right? Some of them are just really funny, but the, the but the but place is called the Wet Clam, and it's fucking delicious. Yeah, but it's right there. It's 30 feet, 100 feet, something from the yeah. theater, and it's right there, and they've got a full bar. And they do tropical fruity pretty drinks. Good, pretty good food. Yeah. Pretty good food. I can't remember what I had. Get a Chopino. Chopino, not Chopino. I had a uh, clam. Not Chopino. Uh, it's a clam uh, linguine. And you had? I had a bowl. It was, uh, yeah, it was. Bowl, uh yeah. Shrimp. Was it shrimp. Yeah, it was shrimp a shrimp bowl shrimp bowl with, uh, with corn and sausage. Yeah, and corn, stuff. sausage, potatoes, all that. And it was and it's delicious. And so you pick with those certain uh the boils, you can pick your sauce that it gets tossed in. That's right. Yeah. So and they have like a Thai peanut sauce, they have this, and then I got the buttery, spicy something or other. And it's it'll light you up, but it's really good. So we both Man, had a yeah. frou frou drink, and then a second I did not have a I had a uh, just a regular Jameson. I had a, I had a beer and you had a, da- a Jameson. It looked like a double. Looked like a Paul size. It might have been like a Costco amount, right? And then, uh, but I wasn't tired at all. I was still, I was still pretty. But here's what they, what they do need. We talked about this. Is they need some like a like a, some kind of a selection of coffee down there. Yeah. Like I would buy other coffees if they had it in the theater. Also, it's like to me, this is such a no brainer for any place like right now, especially for people to carry decent coffee. Yeah, of course. It just it's kind of what you do, and it's not that hard to do. Uh, but they so I would. That one other suggestion would be nice in there because sometimes if you're a little tired, you can a couple shots of espresso and. Well, if you scream it loud enough, maybe somebody will do it. Just like the restaurant. <laughs> oh yeah. Because we complained about there not being a restaurant there for like five years. But and they all were sudden, pretty busy, weren't they? They yeah. And we've now that's was, the second time we've been there. So it wasn't that it wasn't wasn't even ready wasn't even dinner time. It was no. like late afternoon something. It's awesome. Yeah. They were almost full. Yeah, the wet clam folks in Havasu, it's and right, then yeah. Top was, Gun Maverick. Finally, finally I, I I've been wanting to see it since 2019 actually 2018 is when they announced it and it was due to be released i had to do my research on this so it was due to be released uh november of 2019 does that also mean does that also mean that this year run the jewels is going to be playing since maverick actually played this year is run the jewels not where are we at with that now oh run the jewels and rage against the machine yeah uh february 2023 is what it was pushed back to (laughs) okay I don't think we're ever going to see it. I, I don't think. I, I think what's going to happen is like they're all going to die in a plane crash, and then I'll finally, I'll oh. just be like, I'll never be able to fucking see him. Right. No, it's it, it's. 
yeah, we bought those tickets in January of 2020, and uh, about, about somewhere around the same time that Top Gun Maverick was going to be brought back yes. year or something. So what it was, what I found out was, is that uh, they it was initially so Maverick was supposed to be released in November not 2019. Uh, then they the studio decided actually this is potentially an Oscar worthy movie. Like it's like it's it's that good. It must be for the cinematography. Or That's what I was thinking too. It's probably not the acting. Probably not. Uh, but it. Um, so they pushed it back to the following year because it's a calendar year for Oscars, right? So mm-hmm. Oscar season, you know, blah blah blah, whatever. Jan or uh, January first is the beginning of o- the Oscar year. Mm-hmm. So they pushed it to like March, twenty twenty, and then uh, if I don't know if you folks have been around since then, but uh, <laughs> some shit went down. Yeah. Somebody ate a bat or ate some bad Chinese food or some shit. Someone I don't know. threw I a bat, a headless bat at somebody. Somebody. Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> spread COVID to everyone outside of China. So, uh, yeah, and the COVID happened, and then it just kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed over and over and over again. Yeah. Until finally it got released last week. And it's pretty good. It's really fucking good. Yeah. I really liked it. There's a handful of little things like we could be picky on, but for the most part, one, I did look it up. There are three... Only three shots in that whole movie are CGI. No shit. Yeah, yeah, like no, like not even not. It's like not even two hundred frames or something like that. I bet I could figure it out. You might be able to, but I think you'd be surprised because uh, the there's only two of them that the studio actually like leaked out and said, "Oh, these are because they they wanted the illusion to be there, right? right. They don't want to take anybody out of at, you know out of the, themselves out of it." So there's, it's been two what? of the three have been have uh, two of the three CGI shots. That are actually in the movie. This the somebody from the studio leaked out, and, and, and like they didn't realize it was just like a press release by accident. And they're it's not aviation oriented. It's uh, sh- photoshopping out buildings in the background. Okay, it's not like it's a it's like a like on a street scene, like when they're like walking down the street or something. I got you. So this that, has been th- those uh, are it. So it's thirty all years since the first one. Eighty six. So more than that. Yeah. Holy shit. Thirty five years. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I would say that the because of that, there's enough time and they did put enough effort into it. I mean, the flying scenes are better. There's no question. Oh about shit, it. yeah. I mean, it's definitely superior. Not even a little bit better. It's like, and then the sound quality. Again, this is a good theater down there. It is a good theater. You know, and yeah, it's, everything's rumbling. I mean, per, pretty damn good. It was pretty good. Like it, it scared the shit out of me a few times, and they're like, you know, starting up the jets and whatnot. But uh, right. It was not. It was never actually predictable until I saw like the the last like third of the movie. Right. And that was. And I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but like I think for it wasn't really predictable. I think we talked about this on the way home, and I was like, all right, when they showed this this one thing, uh, I was like, okay, this is gonna go one of two ways. Either uh, it's gonna go this way, and he's gonna do this, or he's gonna go that way, and he's gonna do that. And it turns out, I went that way and did that. And I was like, well, that's, but which is still a great plot line to follow, and I liked it. It was great. It, it I urge just... everyone to go see it. And if you try, anybody who tries to shit on it, Chris Lay, uh, which he shits on everything. <laughs> he, he loves doing that. Though. He loves to do that. He's a right. contrarian, and he, I right. think he gets his jollies off of it. I just sent him a text, and I was like, hey man, um, I think you should go see Top Gun. Cinematography is fantastic. The storyline is really cool, um, and the the I mean, really, the the aviation stuff is just outstanding it is, it is really good it was a similar pace and um something or like it was kind of a not the same plot wasn't the same but certain scenes were kind of at the same amount of time like of yeah. course and they, they played shirtless but it wasn't volleyball i love that they played shirtless <laughs> football 
on the beach in San Diego, and I was dying. I, as soon as the as and and oh, and the throwback songs, like because they brought back a bunch of Kenny Loggins songs yeah, yeah. for these scenes, and it was just a great. Which is okay. I mean, who gives yeah. a shit? You no, know I, what I love mean? it. Movies aren't meant to change your fucking life. It's not a documentary, right? And it's uh, it's it's meant to be entertaining for a few hours and take you out of your headspace wherever you're at, and. That movie did that. I think we talked about that with it was off air though, off whatever we are, um, with one of your your friends that that would complain about lightweight movies. Like movies are supposed to make you really oh you know, yeah. have an impact. Uh, Tyson stuff. Tyson right. said that yeah years ago, and it was it wasn't him. It was uh it was Bo and Tyson talking about uh, Bo and I were talking about the Expendables, going to see the Expendables, mm-hmm. like the second Expendables movie, which. Like, I just love, like, the 80s and 90s action shit is, it's my jam. Like, I grew up watching that stuff. It's mindless entertainment. Sure. yeah. Right? And same with Bo. Well, Bo's boyfriend had another concept <laughs> of, of movies. He's like, I don't understand why you guys watch that trash. You need to watch this, something that's going to make you, uh, like, make you want to change the world and do this and do that. And Bo yelled at him, being, them being a gay, a gay couple when uh, one uh, the, when Bo said stop being such a and I use the F word mm-hmm. at and not fuck the other one mm-hmm. and it said that to to Tyson Ty got all pissed off and stood up off the couch like fuck you guys go enjoy your stupid fucking movie and like stomped off I don't fucking care and then slammed the fucking door <laughs> Bo and I cracked up and I was like hey man you want to just go see it now and we went over to the movie theater and watched the fucking movie <laughs> just left didn't even say goodbye because Bo had said you know not all the movies have to Sure. They don't have to have some sort of social commentary. Right. Can't we just go watch explosions and dudes with muscles kick the shit out of people? Right. Like, and that was the whole idea. But so, but honestly, I really liked the storyline. I really, I, and I remember when they announced that it, like Miles Teller was going to be playing, uh, uh, Goose's, Goose's son. son. Yeah. And I'm like, Miles Teller he doesn't look fucking anything like Anthony Edwards. But you throw a mustache you throw on him. Throw a mustache on him, make him a little tan and fuck with his hairline. He looks exactly <laughs> like him. He looks exactly <laughs> like. Meg Ryan and Anthony Edwards had a fucking kid, and it I just funny. blew my mind. Also, there was one shot <clears throat> I didn't know Miles Teller. He's not that big of a dude. No, he's not. But when he st- when he was standing like <clears throat> when they're out on the flight line, or, on, or I think it was on the flight line, sure. right there, and him and Tom Cruise are standing toe to toe. I was like, yikes! Tom <laughs> Cruise is a small man. I knew that he is. Yeah. But now I'm remembering back to Rain Man. You remember the cover of Rain Man or any of the posters? Oh yeah, where oh, those two walking. Him. Yes, holy shit! Dustin Hoffman has to be what four foot ten? Or they put stilts on Cruz for the Maybe. shot. Maybe I, th- I I, yeah. I mean, Dustin Hoffman's not a very big guy. I know that, but no. Jesus. But anyway, um, it was the cinematography was fantastic. The storyline was great. The dialogue was good. They lifted a few lines that were throwback, like homages right. to the original. Same right. with the soundtrack. I just thought it was great, and it was it was worth the wait. I'm really glad that we went and saw it. Too, I was like, so uh, so glad. Yeah, that was it was finally. It's like it's ever gonna come out, and I, I you were kind of giving me a shit because like, hey, you know what? Forget about your Friday night thing. You have your, to do. your stupid Friday night thing you've been working on for over twelve months. <laughs> Let's go watch Top Gun instead. Let's go watch Top Gun. Well, my thing was, <laughs> I even I I told Jesh that I almost didn't show up to work on Friday, and he's like, why the hell not? I'm like, new season of Stranger Things dropped today. Uh, Top Gun Mavericks out today, and there was something else too that that came out. And I can't remember what it was. I was like, I, I got a busy fucking day, man. I don't have time to come into work. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just like it, it. It was a ton of cool shit, and there were plenty of really good shots of Jennifer Connelly. Oh God! And here I we fell go. in love with her eight times again. And then the last big one was near the very end, right when when she's leaning up against the nine eleven 
the silver 911 oh, Porsche. It was a 1971 911 S. Which, which by the way, in the same beautiful. shot was a P51 Mustang that Tom Cruise owned. He took her flying in. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah this is the life I would like yeah, to the, have. The, yeah, with this it, Porsche, Jennifer Connelly in a Mustang. That sounds like that does sound like the life you want. I guess you're maybe you're just too tall. Does that and my airplanes are plastic? Oh yeah, that's it. <laughs> plastic and just as fast. Was, <laughs> All, did you, didn't we talk about? I was going to say I thought you were saying the the Mustangs 100 miles an hour faster. That's not that much cruise. in the grand scheme of things. Not really, but it's it's. Uh, but it was cool watching him kind of work on the airplane in the beginning, you know. And yeah, I don't know if he works on his airplane, but I think that's that airport. I believe it's where he keeps that. I wouldn't doubt his it. Mustang out in the middle of nowhere. Somewhere in the high desert. Yeah. And he also can fly that jet, if you saw on that, uh, what, that the, funny the Honda jet, right? Yeah. Well, no, the Honda. And then the other one that was the, uh, God damn it, what is that, uh, former Eastern Bloc Soviet? That was in that one uh, skit where he took the Oh, British where he took James up Corden up. Yeah, right. Tom, Tom Cruise took James Corden up. Oh, took, my like, God. Yeah, I can't I, believe I don't remember the name of that. Yeah, it was a jet. Sukhoi. It was a. Uh, it was, it's a twin engine yeah. Romanian trainer thing that a lot of people have. Now you can buy them for not that much money, but he can fly. Yeah, there's that like also. three for sale at 66 Auto. Actually, like are there? Yeah, I like how you talk about these one percenters. Like pretty much anybody can have it. <laughs> I mean, really anybody. <laughs> if you can buy a Honda Civic from like a 1995 okay, Honda Civic on, on Facebook Marketplace, it's hard you can to buy get a, that. It's hard to buy that Mig 29 that's right around the corner here. Is it still here? Yes, it's oh, gonna be here God. for another couple months. He said. I said I will not be missing. I need to tell enough people. We need to have a an event when they. Leave with that thing. Maybe somehow. we'll wear our bearskin hats, or the rabbit, whatever those. Not bearskin. What are those uh, hats? Called? Those, those Russian hats. What I are those things? I think they're rabbit. Maybe is it? I don't know what the. What what kind of fur is that supposed to be? It's really soft. It's not bear. I don't think. I know. I went to grab it one time, and it, was, it actually turned out it was a cat, and it scared the <laughs> shit out of me. Maybe it's cat. I don't know. Yeah. Does it say it should be in? It actually, should be. It's in Cyrillic, and I can't read Russian. <laughs> That's what. Uh, 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 Jill told me she goes, yeah, it's actually an actual, authentic. The only thing I can read on here is Krolikov.net. Do you still have yours? Yes, of course I do. I haven't worn mine in a while. The cat wears. Well, it. fucking rarely gets cold enough. It's you know, true. the last time I actually like really wore it legitimately, I took it with me to Ohio in 2017 when Porsche and I when it was like there. February or something. It was December and it was unseasonably cold. Did it help? I bet it did. It did help, although I got accused of being a pinko commie piece of shit by the fucking people that think that the Cold War is still going on. Uh, there is, there's only one tag in here. It's all in Russian. I have no idea. Okay, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, it's soft. It could be bear. It might be bear. It might be. It might be bear. It's a bear. So uh, it was a good movie. It was a fantastic it. movie. Yeah. Everybody go see it. And we finally got to see it. I was so goddamn happy. And I, and I would, uh, I would. Um, I would recommend if you want to have dinner and a movie and get just get out of town a little bit, then go down there, go to the Wet Clam, and have a movie. It's funny, the Wet Clam. <laughs> I just I, I I feel bad for the servers in there that are all female. They're like, "Welcome to the Wet Clam." Uh huh. I'm like, how many times have you said that outside of work? Like, right? Do they have? Uh, and some of the items are kind of like that too, right? We yes. talked about that a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Anyway, so go go check anyway, it out, folks. Yeah. It already broke some kind of records of some kind of uh, yeah, Tom a, a Cruise's, or Tom, broke Tom Cruise's release like weekend opening weekend record. Oh, it did. By okay. uh, broken on Friday. Oh, yeah, already day one. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, there's a lot of people that really fucking love that movie. It's iconic, and there's a couple generations, three generations of people that love that movie. And he was one of the producers in that, so I think it was one of the three executive producers. Plus, he's a lead actor in it, so he's probably gonna do okay out of that movie. He's probably probably make a few dollars. I was really hoping Meg Ryan would show up. 
Just as like a little cameo. Something like that. I was hoping for something like that. And Tom Skerritt. That was another one I was really bummed out, bummed mm-hmm. by. But then I realized Tom Skerritt is 88 years old. I looked all this up. Same with Joel, James Tolkien. He's the guy yeah. that uh, played uh, the first, was he XO or Admiral or something like that uh, on the, oh, uh, the with, first with one? The, cigar, the, the bald the guy. Yeah. He's like, you screw up just this much, you know, that guy. Like that. flying a cargo plane and full of dog rubber shit. dog shit out of Hong Kong. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, that guy is also almost 90. And so, and he wanted to get. He just he, can't, he doesn't get around very well, and he's like, I don't know where they would because they interviewed him. They they actually went to all the people that weren't involved, or mm-hmm. weren't asked to be in the movie, like Kelly McG- McGillis, mm-hmm. which I fucking feel bad because right. I okay. Here's the thing, I don't think Kelly McGillis was all that attractive. I think that she she kind of had a funny face if you really look at her face. She's not, and she's way older than Tom Cruise. Right, she's like 15 years older than she him. Doesn't look good now. Well, and I don't, I never thought she looked good to begin with, but right. it's not, and it's not that she doesn't look good. She looks age appropriate. She, Correct. She, that's, and those are the words that she said. Correct. Was that she lo- right. she's like, I look age appropriate for, for my age. Like, how old, I just is, look, how old is she now? Like 67 or something like that. 68. Yeah. She wasn't young then. She no. Was... And so like, I, I don't know. Uh, but I do like I like but they yeah and they interviewed her and Tom Scare they asked Tom Scare like how, you know how do you feel about not being asked he goes I think it's great because I've been retired from acting for like twenty five years <laughs> I don't really feel like reprising that role also uh, what did he say it wouldn't be realistic anyway and the interviewer goes what do you mean it wouldn't be realistic he goes guys that served in the military for long enough to get to the, his rank would have died by now yes from stress or it's, whatever it's very true but yes. he's like I've I've had a very cush life I've been acting and making lots of money. And being able to just relax most of my life, other than a handful of movies that took up six months of my time. Mm-hmm. But if I were to be a career military, twenty-five years, he's like, my dad didn't age well, and he died at seventy. So like, I've got eighteen years on my dad, and I'm okay with that. And I was like, wow, Tom Skerritt, <laughs> fucking strawberry, fucking right on. And James Tolkien was the same way. He's like, I'm an old man. What are they gonna do? Well, it's hard to but believe. James Tolkien doesn't look any different, though. Like, he's always been bald, and he's always looked old, and Marty McFly makes a joke about it in uh, in Back to the Future. Uh, was it Back to the Future 2? Mm-hmm. When he goes, or, or no, back to the first Back to the Future, he goes back to 1955, and he sees, you know, Principal Strickland, mm-hmm. and he's like, uh, you know, he's, he's, what the fuck does he call him? Slackers. Slackers. Slackers, yeah. He's like, Jesus, that guy ever have any hair? He's always been bald and old. Like, he, they didn't it's de- the same guy. They didn't yeah. de-age him for the 1955, from 85 to 55. They didn't like who's, de-age who's him. Who's the guy that finally, the actor that was finally older, uh, he was in the, uh, I don't know if it was, not Metamucil, but some kind of a, a, a adult uh, uh, freaking product commercials. He's always had a... J.J. Wilford Brimley. Oh, Bruf- Wilford Brimley was, yeah. He just, he's, <laughs> he's one always, of those guys. Yeah, like when he was in Cocoon, he was like 50. But right. he looked like he was 75. <laughs> when he was in, uh, what was it called? Our House? Is that the name of that show? Like late 80s? He, d- it, it, he looked, it was like you had Cocoon, early 80s, late 80s. In that show, he didn't look any fucking older. The diabetes commercials. That, That's what I'm thinking of. I yeah, guess. the diabetes so, like. Yeah. Diabetes. Got to die. Diabetes. If you need your diabetes meds, he looked the same no matter he what. He doesn't look any different. In. He's yeah. always had a white mustache and white hair, the same hairline for fucking forty years. But didn't he finally die just a few years ago or something? I don't know. He might still be alive. He's Let's probably doing Cocoon Dead Four or alive. I think he. I think he actually died. And I went, oh, really? Did he look the same in his in his <laughs> in his casket? Open casket. He's probably will open his up. Open up his casket in a thousand years, and he'll still look exactly the same. <laughs> Oh, he did die August 2020. Okay, so, ew, in Utah. 
That's weird. Maybe he's Mormon. Maybe maybe he is. Speaking of, something for our little serious thing, I started watching a show based off of a book that I didn't realize they were making a show out of, and I read the book about 16, 17 years ago. Anyway, hey, let's take a break. Wait, I was going to say one Wait, more thing. Oh, Can yeah, you, one more thing. Just what, it had to do with the movies and the age and all these people. I mean, I so here's, you know, I, I still view my stepmother as being 32 years old. That's when I, how old she was when I met her. Okay. It was that long ago. Yeah. I know she's way older than whatever, you know. But in your but in your mind's eye, like when you think right. about her, you look at her it, 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 So so Top Gun I know was a long time ago. I mean I you know, someone says it's thirty whatever the hell many yeah. years ago. I know this. So when I mean, Top Gun came out, the original Top Gun came out, I was five years old. Right. I wasn't even in kindergarten when it came out because it came out in like May or June of 86. I didn't go to kindergarten. Did you watch it at a theater? No. God, no. <laughs> okay. There's sex scenes and violence in it. You think my mom's going to take a fucking five-year-old to the movie? First I off, don't know. a chatty five-year-old. I'm, I'm a that's, chatty 41-year-old. Imagine true. me 36 years ago. That's true. So uh, so I look at these things. I know these actors, and I know that I know my age, which is still like, oh, my God. And then I think of, again, I think of these things like how many years ago I moved to Kingman. Right. And if you put that number on top of how old I am now, and that puts me about how old my father was when he died. Yeah. That kind of shit freaks the shit out of me because it it seemed like I got here yesterday. It uh, Yeah. Which means like tomorrow I'll be my father's age, and that's about how old he was when he died. And I'm thinking, oh, my, you know, this kind of shit freaks me the fuck out. I look at Top Gun. I still like the original movie because it's fun. And I watch it, and I don't think, oh, this thing is old. This movie is terribly old, and it's 30-plus years ago, and, oh, my God, these all these people are probably old and dead now. I just don't think of things that way. But when the numbers start coming out and you start looking at it closely, which I hate to do, it's, it's pretty freaky. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you – do you ever – you may not be quite old enough to think like that yet, because I never did um, until just a couple years ago. I, I, there's been times where I've looked back, but like, uh, and thought, oh God, I could have done that better, you know, or, 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 man, it seems like it's been a blink of an eye. But I, I think I've lived so much of a life already, from say age twenty, call it nineteen to forty. Right, that's when, I've li- that's when I Porsches, live- that's when you were raising Yeah, her. raising a kid. I was like married, divorced, raising a kid, battling, drinking too much, like trying to be a dad, try to be a husband, failed at being a husband, tried again to be like a stepdad, successful at that, failed at being a, a good partner with her because I couldn't help her with her addiction and that fell apart. Like I, I've, done, I've, I've been through a lot of shit, you know, but- friends of like suicides and shitty jobs and you know, different career things where I wanted to I thought I wanted to do this, and it turns out it was a bad idea. And I don't. To me, it feels like I've been alive a lot longer than forty okay, years. Okay, I know what you're so, saying because of the thing, all the events that happened between then and now. Right. But do you do you ever look back, or maybe it's not the same? You, you go, God, when Porsche was born, that was God, that was a long time ago. Or do you ever go, Holy it, fuck, it was like yesterday. It, it was like yesterday. Depending, if I'll, uh, it's both for me. Okay. It depends on the context. It depends on how I'm thinking about it. Right. Um, there are certain things that are really blowing my mind. Like, I used to think of Portia and her, you know, her, you know, uh, Brandy and this and so on and so forth. Like these, these, these girls that that Portia know and her peers, you know, mm-hmm. that I've known for ten plus years. Uh, they're always like little girls, and now like one of them's having a baby. Porsche's getting ready to graduate from college next year. There's this and that. They're like all these amazing things. They're go, adults, yeah, yeah. And now I'm meeting people that are younger than my kid. 
that are adults, and that fucks with me and a little bit. Going, Whoa, and that's and that's back to reality. That brings me back to reality. Like, wow, like fucking things are speeding up as I get older. Like that's yeah. I'm cognizant of it, and I'm glad I'm cognizant of it now, as opposed to pushing sixty and looking back and going, fuck. So I wonder so I'm why like that. it is just that that's a common thing, though, that people think that while the time, the years are racking up quickly. Now, obviously, they don't do that. A day is a day. It's never been right, the same. Of course. But I wonder what the mechanism is. It's just perception. And, and it's your. But also, I, I have a feeling actually, uh, Timmy, you know, who's a sociologist, like mm-hmm. he, te- he has a master's in sociology. And we've talked about this before. Uh, he not actually, in tu- not in tourism. No, not very good in tourism. <laughs> Jesus. We'll talk about that. We, yeah, we, yeah we, anyway, so <laughs> he, because he, uh, we were talking about time dilation and, and this and that and the other and like how, why it feels like you, uh, time uh, speeds up as you get older. Mm-hmm. And he said it's because most people, they get to a point in their life where they're comfortable and they're kind of boring and then they don't challenge themselves anymore. When you're challenging yourself and he's like, remember back to when you were a kid. And if you're, you know, your mom says, look, you can get, I'll buy you a bike or skateboard or whatever. You get, to, you get to go to this summer camp if you spend the next six months getting good grades or you're anticipating the next big thing like mm-hmm. uh, October before Christmas. Always and kind, you think about kind, Christmas of a, kind of break. a goal. And you have this goal or something you're looking forward to. Mm-hmm. It takes fucking forever for that time to elapse from the time you know, oh my God, Christmas is in two months. It might as well be 10 years, mm-hmm. right, when you're a kid. But then you grow up and you kind of lose a little bit of that magic and you, you it's almost like he, and he said the people that say that time uh, speeds up as you get older are people that are not achieving the goals that they put out there or they're not setting any sort of goals and and working toward them mm-hmm. because if you're working toward a goal or anticipating something it goes by very very slowly and you get a chance to enjoy things and I'm like fuck that makes sense Right. From just from a psychological and sociological standpoint, that makes perfect sense. So I probably, you know, the things I've, I've made accomplishments here with our business and different different licenses and different things like that have happened. Uh, but maybe it, for me, I'm just I'm just kind of thinking out loud here. I wonder if my goals are strong. They may not be as strong right now as they were before I came here. And I've kind of achieved those. I may have to have other a little more difficult goals set that are not <laughs> extracurricular activities like I just went through. Right. Uh, maybe that would be a thing that I could do, but I don't, you know, I know people that are, that are my age that are already wanting to retire and quit working. I still enjoy this work. I really do, even though it's can be stressful. Right. And you've been through it all, but I still like this material. I still enjoy aviation. It's hard not to like flying, you know, to me, right. you know, anybody, everybody should like it, but that's not the way the world is. So, um, I don't know. Just was wondering how you thought of things. And again, I, Looked back again, how many years I have been here, and how many you add that on. It's like, oh, yeah, shit. Well, I also look at it too, where I toiled and struggled, mm-hmm. you know, financially, emotionally, mentally, all that stuff, uh, physically, for about twenty years, um, mm-hmm. twenty twenty ish years, and I don't want to keep doing that. Right. And so I've act, I'm actively like and have been for several years making uh, certain minor changes here and there because you and I have talked about this before that I, my 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 brain doesn't do well with abrupt change Mm -hmm. sometimes it doesn't matter like that's just the way life is right like uh but i challenge i've learned yeah yeah sometimes you have no choice and i've learned i've learned to uh kind of uh instead of being afraid of that just to lean into my you know my my own mentally mentally about how my own brain handles abrupt change Mm -hmm. to lean into it to kind of form like maybe a callus 
if that makes sense. I got you. So that I can handle it better. And that's just something I, I need to teach myself how to do. I need to work on about myself. And the f- first time I really, really did that was last fall when, you know, boss man came to me and said, hey, here's uh, here's the offer. You come on full time at Blackbridge, do this, da, da, da. Just let me know what your decision is. I'm like, no, I'll take it. I'll do it right now. So okay, all right. Well, let me know when you can start. I'm like, well, I'm putting in my two weeks notice right now. Like, I'll, like I <laughs> so two and weeks. I I did. I was buzzed, so I didn't type out an email to change the trajectory of my fucking career path. So I waited until in the morning at seven a.m. and t- and got up and I was like, two weeks from today is gonna be my last day. And hitting send on that was uh, I'm not gonna lie, my ass puckered up. And stayed puckered did, for did, a little did you, bit. Did you make it a moment? Like, did you, or did you just send it, or did you kind of, kind of just wait a minute? I typed it up on, kind of savored the moment before you hit send. So. Oh, I savored it. I yeah. savored it for probably five minutes, just sitting there, going, "All right, am I sure? Want to do this?" It wasn't even five minutes. It was probably two minutes, and then I just hit send. I kind of did that a little bit when I, um, I know it's not the same thing, but when I, when I, my last class, my last day of college, it wasn't high school. I didn't give a fuck. But in college, it was like I wait for the last the last door that's going to lead to go to my car. You know, it's like this is it. This is the last time you're walking out this door, mm-hmm. probably ever. Because why would you come back here? Right. <laughs> you know. So I went, here we go. Now we talked Boom. about this when I talked about cl- quitting the hospital. That's yeah. when I really took the moment. Right. Because you know that last shift was, uh, and 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 my close friends know this. I've talked about it. Uh, where you know my last shift was very just nothing. Mm-hmm. It was very it, it like. I was kind of hoping there would be some sort of a potluck or a goodbye. Or I was kind of hoping there was like somebody would just be like, "Ah, eh, fuck you! Thanks for fucking leaving." Finally, been waiting for twelve years. <laughs> like, I got something. nothing. I got nothing. There was no nothing. No like, oh my god, please don't leave. Like nothing, and which is fine. That it just lets right. me know how little how little value I was. Well, and, I think and, but, a lot of people probably didn't know you were actually leaving because I believe after that, at some point, people were like, you would see people out in the street or something. People, hey, man, I haven't seen you at the hospital in a but while. But those people aren't people that I really worked with. Those are people that I would see in passing because I got there early to always have like dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was there instead of being there like five minutes till seven and then clocking in and working my 12 hours. I would get there like quarter after 10 after six, quarter after six, mm-hmm. get some food in the cafeteria, hang out. So I saw a lot of the day shift and the swing shift people. Mm-hmm. Those aren't the people I'm talking about. It's the people that I worked night shift with for years. So, and okay. and there weren't a lot of them left, and that's fine. Right. So, I that's that's not really what it was. It was like leading up to that it was a, a series of events and a series of attitudes that I was like, all right, you know what? This is going to be a really nice walk out when I fucking walk out of this place because it's not really appreciated at all, and I really <laughs> haven't looked back uh, and with zero regrets. But that's one of those things. It's like I it I have trouble with abrupt change. I always have. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know where that comes from. I, I I it might come from childhood, from us moving fairly often. Um, that could be where it comes from, but I honestly don't know. But it's something that I definitely have struggled with. But now I and you know now that I'm old, I can lean into it and go. You know what? I need to fuck. This is I need to stop being such a fucking candy ass. Well, and, and learn to roll with change. Also, you, you'll find that I mean you're smart enough, obviously, and work hard enough to where you'll at some point you'll realize that you can make it work, whatever it is. Oh, absolutely. Which is which is what I've done, and it's 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 like flexing the problem solving in your brain, and that's another thing we've talked about on this podcast is uh, when you get so uh, you get to a point where you're uh, you're no longer challenged in a, say an activity, whether it's uh, I mean it could be anything from disc golf to working on composites to mm-hmm. monitoring uh, electrocardiographic readouts from you know you know or cardiac readouts from from humans. It, it doesn't it, it anything. 
you once you master it and then you don't try to challenge yourself again, your brain just kind of turns to mush. It does. And you and I have talked about this. And I, I firmly believe the fact that my – I don't mean mental health like, oh, God, am I depressed, am I anxious, am I whatever. No, no, no. I'm talking about like actual mental focus has gotten better since I quit the hospital and I'm now doing something – there was a little not out of my element. I understood. Like, I understood the like the basic idea of what I do, mm-hmm. but I didn't had never done it on an industrial scale. And I like kegging beer and things like clarifying. I always done it like five, ten gallons at a time at home. And I knew how knew the nuts and bolts of it, but it's actually getting my hands on and, and doing it. That was a struggle, and I've, I'm starting to get pretty okay with it. I'm like fifty percent there. Well, I I think. Uh after you do that for a few years, that part of it's going to probably be a little bit mundane also. So that's why you start doing get maybe, to ch- challenge. Yeah. You, you do something else with the business or like in, in the medical field that, that you were in because you weren't they wouldn't let you really get out of what you were doing. Really, they weren't making it easy for you at all. Yeah. So that's not. And then but I do think at some point people are doing that en- enough. And it is kind of kind of a depressing thing. It's I think you can fall into a, a, a depression level because you're not probably don't feel like you're useful that's exactly it i think people want to feel useful like people have got a purpose people need to have something to butt up against they need to have some sort of challenge they need to have whatever that's i mean that's how our our ancestors figured out how to hunt and and gather and uh you know it was necessity because they're fucking hungry yeah so they had to they had to they were constantly challenged all the time whether it was the elements whether it was finding water whether whether it was their their yeah. fucking little baby caveman like dying like right. all manner of things for many many thousands of years it's part of our makeup yeah it's, you, it's, you can't get rid of that exactly so you got to be challenged you got to do different stuff like when we have a if we have a really challenging day or a week here even though it's hard at the end of the week if we kind of accomplish most of the goals it's like it feels pretty good yeah absolutely. and you can have a weekend that you feel pretty good about absolutely and know? those are that's honestly that's been in the past probably two to three months that's been how I, when I leave work for the day, I'm like, you know what, I fucking accomplished something today. Like I got, and there's times where I'm just like, you know what, I feel like I just didn't do jack shit today, mm-hmm. but there wasn't much to do because mm-hmm. you're all always, you know, and brewing industry is, is a lot like, I don't know, it's like if you own a nursery or if you're a farmer, sometimes there's just nothing to do right. you watch, because you're watch waiting. the seeds grow. You're, yeah, like, you're waiting on nature, yeah. right? And like you can do maintenance on your shit and you like farmers probably, that's probably a bad example because those guys always have something can do to do. There's, something, yeah. there's maintenance, there's you know, putting new shingles on the barn or whatever shit like that. There's always right. something to be done. But, you know, once you exhaust all the things, you're like, oh, shit, what the fuck do I do? Most of the time I feel accomplished, though, and I, I haven't felt like that in years. Yeah. Now, and now I can tell you, 12 years, all, a month shy of 12 years of the hospital, that went by in a blink of an eye. Oh, really? It okay. did not feel like 12 years. Yeah. And I feel like, I, like I'm like, 12 years, if I would have started... Uh, if I would have started a bachelor's program, like a pre-med program, mm-hmm. the day that I started at at, uh, at, uh, at KRMC, I could have, in 12 years, been a doctor. Yeah, there you go. That's a big fucking regret. That's and, a lot of stuff that I could one, have learned. And then one day the, you find 10 years ago. Yes, I fucking you. thank you. I get it, Mr. <laughs> Waters. Thank you. Stop Stop <laughs> quoting Pink Floyd at me. I'm well aware. <laughs> I never get... fucking thought about Pink Floyd much of the lyrics until... You started using that one against me all really? the fucking time, Sorry. constantly. <laughs> like five years ago, I'm like, I was fucking eh, ten years gone behind you. Yeah, no one told you when up. to run. You missed the starting gun. Yes, I understand. I missed the fucking starting. So gun. So when I die, if I die before everybody else, I'll leave some money so you guys can make a pull string doll, 
and then uh, look just like me with a big I'm head. I'm definitely going to buy a bottle. Of, I'm going to buy a bottle of scotch with it. And then, then, then pull. Then, then one day, here's Paul talking about Pink Floyd. And then one day you find and you. Uh, it, it has <laughs> to be in that cartoony voice too. That's the best part. It needs to be in the cartoony voice. <laughs> and then one day you find you think <laughs> Shut up! And then people start throwing it up and shotgunning it. Boom, Boom! Shooting Paul the doll. Yeah, but we'll have to make it out of uh, Kevlar so they can't. It doesn't fucking do anything. It's like, like wow, shit just glances thing. off. <laughs> Like, I wonder if his head was actually that bulletproof. They're like, it probably was. <laughs> All right, break. I mean, let's just keep going. Really? Okay. All right, let's take, let's a, break. take a break. Paul, I got to take a break. Paul has to pee. No, not exactly. All right, I'll, I'll talk to you guys. <laughs> into the DeLorean. Oh, that, was, that, that was a dream. 
The DeLorean. Yeah, the DeL- that was a dream. It was a dream. It's always been a dream of mine to own a DeLorean. Now, folks, for, for those of you that don't know, they unveiled a DeLorean motor cars of America, which is a thing. And though those of you weren't old enough at the time, which you really weren't, I was around when they were developing it and talking about it, and it came out. And I remember seeing it for the first time. I mean, they're imp- they're visually impressive, but everything else about them it's in terrible. the 80s are fucking garbage. It's, it's really but, terrible. like, allegedly this new one, is it's electric, and it's aluminum. It's not uh, stainless steel which like the originals, sense. which is much better anyway. Right. And it's an electric vehicle. But and it's, it's, a, it's, it's a lighter. A, it's more recyclable. It still has two gullwing doors, but they're big ones, so it, it's a four-seater. Right. And I'm like, that's that's badass. We're finally in, hitting into the future. So they probably have some good engineering, too. Mr. DeLorean is dead? I think John DeLorean died. If he, he didn't, did. he, if he didn't, he's very, very, very old. There's another... Uh, here's what I didn't know about Mr. DeLorean. You know, there's a... Did you watch the uh, the uh, documentary on him? Is it a Netflix thing, or was it something else? Yes, it yes, it like I did. like last year came out or something. It was actually pretty good. It was really interesting. I didn't know that he had... I'm not sure if the documentary said this, that he had a chin implant. Are you did, did I miss that? Probably because it's tr- true. I mean, you probably didn't know. I didn't know that. But they, there's some older pictures of him, and then someone brought that up. It may have been this documentary, or I saw it, I read it, and then I went and did a little research. Ha ha, research we call research these days. That's funny. But it did happen. He had he wanted a stronger uh, chin. That's so strange. Yeah. So he got it. And, uh, and then, yeah, of course, he was set up by, because he knew he was on his, on in dire straits for his company, right? So the FBI said, "Hey, we could probably fuck him over," and they did. And there was entrapment. So it's he, like somebody was mad at him for designing most of the cool fucking cars of the '60s, right? And then, and then they, uh, they, I think they lost the FBI. They were, they were. I think he won because it was entrapment. It was definitely entrapment. Whatever. Yeah. But he, he was. But the damage f- was done. Right. That's true. They yeah. still fucked him over. Like yes. the damage was done. Investors pulled out and at like and just it yep. went bankrupt and. Yeah. It's a fucking shame. But he followed his dreams. He did. And that's what the. Uh, that's what the segment is, folks. That's what we're going to talk about. Is like, uh, no matter how weird or, or or dumb you think your dreams might be, you should definitely follow them. Which is, I, it's funny because now now that I'm saying that, I feel like I, I sound like uh, the fuck is that Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> follow. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Which is a fucking that's good advice. Like, right. don't dream it, be it. That's from uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. I think most people. Here's the thing with that, and I've I'm here's the thing. I've kind of I've kind of done my dream thing. I kind of. Not not quite, whatever. I want to keep going with it. You, you should always have a goal. We talked about that a little bit in the right. last segment. But I think, I really think that most people really don't believe that they can do that. And that's, that's you can't get off the I, first step. Yeah. If you, you can always hold it here and think about it. But it, unless you really, and this, sound, this, again, this sounds so like a fantasy book or a, you know, a fucking rah-rah, I don't know. A Tony Robbins Tony kind of thing. Robbins kind yeah. of thing or something. But you really have to believe that you can do it. And then that's the first big step because um, I believe that you can. I think that, honestly, most people, because um, they'll find the right person to help them. If they can't quite do, if they're terrible at, I don't know, if they have dyslexia or can't do math or are not physically capable, they'll find someone who can help them physically do something. Right. Or if they, it's like you can't be stopped. It's like, here's my goal. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. I'm, I'm going to do that. And half the motions are things that I do throughout the day or throughout the week is going to be towards that goal, you will fucking get there, And period, end of story. Well, and th- something I learned a long time ago is you uh, started a goal and work backwards. Right. 
Like here's the end like, goal. Yeah, here's the end goal. Gotta Work go backwards back. when you do that. And I, I, I have done that. I'm actually currently on. It's kind of like a, it's like a, like a six step process. Mm-hmm. So you have to start with a goal, and I'm on step like three of six to achieving that goal. So like that's, and that's where I'm at. And it's, and it's taken. It's been five years, six years. Did this goal seven, seven years something like that? I remember a um, this really weird. I guess power of positive thinking kind of guy. I can't remember his name. It wasn't someone very popular, but to him, it was always the his key to success, which was tiny, would be to to write this down. Whatever it is, got to write it down and and make it a reminder. Like uh, I did that for some things. I would write down a very specific thing, whatever it was, cut it out and tape it to my bathroom mirror mm-hmm. so I could see it every fucking day that I got up. And then if I started ignoring it or it kind of blended in, I make another color, or make it bigger, make it different, and move it over. See, I use dry erase markers. When I still had my, uh, when I had, uh, when you know, I lived in Wallach Ranch, I had that house basically to myself. Mm-hmm. You know, or I had a roommate, but I had the master bedroom, mm-hmm. and I could, I wrote uh, with a dry erase marker on my uh, mirror. On the mirror, you would just draw big boobs or something like that. I mean, sometimes I did that, but right. like, I mean, I had, other, I had other, I had other shit on there. <laughs> Jesus, I had other shit on there too, like dicks. Uh, <laughs> No, um, you wrote stuff down that you I wrote something to do. on there real fucking sinister that was like my mantra for a while. Oh, and it like it actually served me really well until it uh, was not good. Right, it says I don't want to be a, a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. Oh dear, and that's from The Departed. Yes, that's Jack is. Nicholson. Yeah, which is great until you start getting a little fucking sinister about it. And I was like, all right, I should probably back the fuck off on this, right? Because it was a little bit too effective. But you know. Not words of affirmation. It's more like a like just mantra. Like just honestly, and I have one. It's right. I, I, it's it's private, and I leave it. I just leave that inside. But I I have it uh, reminder on my phone to hit me about ten thirty every day, every mm-hmm. day, for about three years, mm-hmm. and it's about two and a half years, something like that. And that's that helps to just keep to stay focused. You right know, and I I remember the uh, the one big goal when I before I moved here like I remember making the decision it was a few things I I wanted to get out of the I call it the swamp east mm-hmm. or the sweat east you know the the southeast um, because that's what it is I, it was it was important to me to get out of that and my parents had moved and they built a house and they were kind of retired and they were kind of set and I didn't have wasn't dating anybody at the time and I wasn't going to go try to date anybody at the time and my friends were doing they were already kind of most of them were married. And starting their families, and I said, "Okay, this is a good time to leave now." But that was in the back of my mind. But when I came out to went to um, uh, to Hatchby for the events that we went to, this is years ago, fifteen years ago, and then I drove with my father to um, Death Valley. And I think for some other reason, he said, "Hey, let's go to Las Vegas, or let's go see Hoover Dam." It had nothing to do with Las Vegas. He doesn't give a shit about Las Vegas. Neither did I. I'm not a gambler. He's not. We don't care. But he goes, "Have you ever seen?" He should have known this. Have you ever seen Hoover Dam? I went, no. It's not that far of a drive from where we are, and it was a day off or something like that. Let's just go out there and check it out. And so I never went to Arizona at the time. We just went onto the dam and walked, you know, halfway through, and it was it was really cool. The sun was probably going down. It was late in the evening. It was, of course, it was dry, which was awesome, and there was a breeze, and the water was – so we had water in Lake Mead. Yes, I remember that <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, so um, I think that was the moment – I'm pretty sure about this. I said, I've got to move out here somewhere. You know, I, the, the, uh, the Tashabee thing is close enough. It wasn't a California thing, but there are people out there doing really cool stuff that I knew. It wasn't humid. There was no mosquitoes. There's the Hoover Dam, which was badass. I remember looking back in school, 
and seeing images of the Hoover Dam being it was one of the big things yeah. of America. You know, it was it's an, an America an, thing. Engineering marvel, American right. rights. You know. So I remember going back, oh, God, now I'm seeing this dam, but this is really fucking cool. I didn't tell my dad at the time, but we're driving back to, to Atchapee that night. I'm thinking, I'm moving. I got I to gotta get out of here. You know, so I got to get out to here somewhere. And uh, then I, let's say a few months later, I remember the moment of sitting at my desk. It was like a Sunday evening at work doing really and for it was a weird thing it was almost like uh an inspiration some some of the kind of a force if there were i'd already thought about moving out there anyway but there was a weird wave that came over me totally uncon or not planned at all it's doing something and it was like it was like a it was like a physical feeling from head to toe yeah like it's it's time to move you like you're you're going to move why you know this is it you already thought about it why not it was just an odd thing. Yeah. It was almost like I didn't, I don't know if I had manifested it and then finally banged around in my brain long enough or there's actually something that makes these things happen. Right. Whatever it is. And then I went from there, that moment, I went to Borders Bookstore. <laughs> Remember they used to I have? I love Borders, yeah. yeah. And I think I bought a big fucking fold-out map. This is, I don't know how long ago this was. And a bought Sharpie. a map? Yeah, a physical map of the United States. Literally bought a map of the United States and plunked it, came back to my office. It was getting dark now on a Sunday. Plunked it down with a Sharpie and started Xing out states I didn't want to live in. And that's how I arrived. Do you still have that map? No, I wish I did. I really wish you had that. And it was, the whole East Coast got wiped out. The only state that was possible on the East Coast was North Carolina because it's high enough elevation and it's a little bit cooler. And oh, I, yeah. I yeah. kind of liked Asheville and there were some cool things going on in Charlotte. You know, so, but I went, eh, I was kind of on the fence. But it all came down to... Basically, you know, uh, Washington, Oregon, California, New Mexico, Arizona, and Nevada. There, That was them. And then I started refining a little bit more and ended up with Arizona. I, New Mexico was on the final list also, Albuquerque area, but there were people that were already doing kind of what I'm doing here now, although I've already blown past them, to be honest, at this moment. At this point. But it was but, still a saturated yeah, market. it was. Yeah. And, and then that was, I didn't know anything about Kingman at all. I, I knew nothing, never even heard the word Kingman. Arizona, but I went, oh, look at that. There's King. Hey, it's on a major highway. There's a big fucking airport there. You know, well, I didn't know it was anything about the airport history at all. Vegas is pretty close. Phoenix is not that far away. California is across the border. I can probably pick out business out of these areas, which people do here. Um, then I started making plans to come out here and visit. But anyway, it was, and let me get to the point about the goal. So from that moment forward, automatically it was like, I didn't have to have a checklist. It was like, I got to do something every day getting me in that direction. Right. It was smaller, but usually it was medium-sized things like, where's it going to be? When are you going to go out there and visit? How much money is it going to take? You know, all these different things were, were it was a big thing. Um, and it took, I think, about a year, year and a half to, from that moment to physically driving out here. Um, but that was kind of the goal. It was, uh, the, the point is, is that half of my day, and I was going out less probably. I was spending less money and hanging out with my friends less at that point because I was, this was needed to happen. I couldn't do it all. I couldn't still party and have, you know, and do all these things I would normally would be doing and make these plans to make this happen. Again, the point of being you funnel enough energy into a thing and it, and it can work. Oh, yeah. Usually it will work. It will work unless things just happen to you that are completely out of your control, like certain accidents or deaths in the family right, right, or of course. something collapses in your life that you cannot control 
Um, so I'm kind of a control freak anyway. But there, there were they were funny because there were like they were like curveballs as I was getting closer and closer. That it almost felt like if there were a god, he was going to test all this. How serious are you, kind of thing. Um, and uh, I was like, this is. It was almost laughable to me. It was almost like this is hilarious. Right. I'm meeting these women that I find very attractive. That a thing I'm think that I hung the moon. And and they're finding out that I'm leaving, and they're crying. Oh, they're like shit. the sirens. They're like the sirens in. Um, oh my god! In the George Clooney movie. What? Oh. Oh. Okay. He, there were sirens. In oh, the movie, what that's based on? Uh, the Odyssey. Oh yeah. Yeah, like the sirens yeah. in the Odyssey, like they're luring what, sailors to yeah. their death and all that. Scylla and Charybdis and all that. Yeah, that's no, kind of what it felt like. No, I, it, that makes perfect sense. But also, like your perception of that, because you're hyper aware of that stuff at that point. Right. So those people were probably always there. Right. Or those instances, those things were always there. Probably. But once you were hyper-focused on your goal, you started right. really noticing them because you're hyper-aware like, of stuff. It's like I had a pretty, you, see, you see my monster hot tub. Now, yes. I, I knew I didn't want to leave that with the... I saw a picture, a grainy picture taken with 35-millimeter film, and <laughs> I'm like... a pile of people in it. Does, does anyone in there have any clothes on? And you're like, yes. I don't think anyone well, in there has any clothes on. some had most of their, half of their... Some had all, all had some, oh, okay. some gave all, all gave some. Uh, some <laughs> gave up all their tops and some gave all of their tops and bottoms. <laughs> it definitely, how that phrase goes? it's funny because like I was, it should be a sepia tinged like 1970s swinger party, but it definitely <laughs> took place in the 90s in Georgia. It certainly did. So, awesome. so anyway, it, so it's like, I, here's a story about the hot tub, but that, that thing came from my roommate who built houses and this one big house he was modifying. That was almost a brand new hot tub at the time. And then he went, well, they're going to do a built in hot tub. We can, you want this hot tub? Well, fuck yeah. Fuck what yeah, what do I going to do? I'll, I'll bring it over here and drop it off. Okay. You know, so there it was free. So I, I sold it, you know, cause I didn't want to stay with the house cause I'm renting it out now. That's a fucking headache cause no one's going to take care of it. Right. And it's going right. to be, so let me sell that fucker. I mean, I just got on Craigslist was given, getting rid of shit. Got a bunch of old airplane, plastic airplane parts for free that were kind of no good. This is funny. So you go on Craigslist in Atlanta into the art section and call it art pieces. Oh, my God. People couldn't get there fast enough to get rid of these airplane pieces. I mean, I got rid of them just like oh, that. Oh, that's fucking funny. What a great scam. I can't believe you didn't sell them, though. I, I, I just wanted them gone. I yeah. Said, you know, the, the deal was I, I'm not going to I'm not going to even load them on your truck, or your trailer. I Come and take them. Your deal is you have to physically. I'm not doing I'm not lifting a finger. Right. That's because that's how quickly I wanted them gone. Right. But they left fast. There were people that came in from ITP inside the perimeter mm. using these airplane pieces that would look like airplane pieces for chunks of art and stuff like that. So I have no idea. What, right on. I like to go there one time just to be. Oh, look at that. That's a piece of Cirrus that I sold. Yeah. To that dude. I like Not that. sold. Got rid of. Anyway. Rid of. So I, it was all. It was, I was getting rid of shit quickly. I, I was. I, the decision was made and it was like nothing was going to stop me from making this happen kind of thing so that's what people that's the that would be nice if people could have that you know if, if they felt that you know it was that strong as a just as firmness of the earth as they say that i'm doing this goal i'm doing this i'm doing that and that's it and having the resolve that that level of resolve is uh something i lack and i've tried to get because i i see it in other people and i just don't know where it comes from i don't i don't know i know some of it comes from just inherent uh, deep down inside is just kind of how you are or who you are as a person. But also, I know that's something you have to practice at, and I have trouble with the uh, having that resolve because right. I get just I just get distracted easy, right. and uh, it's something that's very very difficult for me. So I'm actively trying to make some changes in that regard to achieve the goals that I have, and I, I really only just have one goal, mm -hmm. like it's just to uh, not live somewhere that's too hot or too cold, and uh, I I 
I told Porsche, I think I told her this. I don't know when I told her this. I like the, I stole the quote from Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Like I, um, who said, I, I, I'm I don't want to buy Coke and put cocaine back in it. That's what the quote is. I buy Coke and put cocaine back in it. Yeah, that's it. I, that's, that's dream number two. <laughs> I'm, I'm still at step one of that one. Okay. Is acquire Coca Cola. Or cocaine. No, just acquiring cocaine and a can of Coca Cola. And it's like, I'm going <laughs> to. I'm not saying I'm going to mass produce it. I'm just going to say this one can is going to have a, a, like an eight ball of Coke in it. Or you could, or you could have a 12-ounce can full of cocaine. Yeah. Just solid cocaine. I I actually cracked a joke the other day that I'm really fucking proud of. I was asked by uh, Jesh, like, hey, uh, how much Coke should we order? I'm like, I don't know, about an eight ball. <laughs> we were talking about Coca-Cola to serve at Blackbridge, and I was like, I don't know, about an eight ball, maybe more. Glad you brought that back, by the way. The eight ball? Yeah, me too. <laughs> Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Anyway. Go ahead. Uh, but having the resolve and focus on it is, like, I, you know, it, is, is difficult, but I'm managing it and getting better at it. I wish I had I wish I wish had started this process 20 years ago. Yeah, but you can, what, what do they say? The best time to plant a tree was 10 years 10 ago. 10 years ago. The, the next Second. best time is, is today. Right. Yes, I know. Yes. But so, it's true. But it's a, it's a great. It is, it is true. It's an adage and cliche because for a reason. Just like stereotypes exist for a reason because there's a, some truth to them. Right. No matter how much they get overused. But like if you have a uh, whatever you, I think I know what your goal is. But but there may be other things that are kind of affecting that. If things start changing in your life in a certain way, in a real way, not just hard to distract you, then it's like well that kind of right. ruins that goal. So was it a real goal at that point? And I'm not saying it wasn't or it's not. No, it is a real goal. It's something that you want, but uh, you want long term for yourself. But then I get distracted by short term gains. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't and I don't know exactly how to get rid of that. And I I know that's part of the problem that I have with uh, mentally, uh, with um, trying to lose weight and stay in shape or get into some sort of better physical shape. Is I uh, like, like ah, I had a shit day, man. I'm really hungry. I've got food at home. Ah, you know it sounds good. A sandwich. Mm-hmm. from somewhere not my house you know what i mean with right. the made with shit that i didn't personally pick out and make it healthy and then i end up throwing out food because i don't end up doing it like you know i don't stick to it right i do i i'm better especially now like i'm like i'm forcing myself to be better now that i've moved i have more um quiet time where i can focus on things and think about that and do all that which is something i really should have done a long time ago well but i still but I, but it's better that i've done it now i can't absolutely. i'm not gonna look back and regret yeah you can't I just i can wish that i would have done it but i'm not gonna regret that i didn't do it, it. They, they say it's a real negative thing if you if you beat yourself too much for that kind of shit because it, apparently that really does have a negative impact on moving forward it absolutely if you does. beat yourself in but everybody does this right and we talked about this before probably a few years ago on this podcast where let's say that goal of me moving here, I couldn't be stopped, blah, blah, blah. But there are still simple things to this day that I can't like they say that this is an example. It's like the whole vitamins thing. I told you that if I if I buy the real proper vitamins, let, let's just say they're the You've real. You've got a hundred dollar bag of 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 uh athletic greens up there that i've been looking at for a right. year and i'm like i wish i had the money to buy that because i take them every day so i did the first bag all the way through and then part of that other bag yeah. and then I, I just i have no idea why i, I noticed the difference in you know how i keep going no uh, with stuff like that i noticed the difference when i stopped doing it i go god damn it why am i so tired why do i i feel dehydrated i'm not retaining like the water like the hydration level that i should and then I remember I didn't fucking eat. I didn't do this this morning. I okay, didn't do so, that this morning. So, so like, so on the opposite, I do the kind of same thing where if I if I really eat nothing made with preservatives, where it's all basically natural, and let's say I've done maybe even just a little bit of exercise, it takes about like say three or four days, and I, I may be driving 
to go do something going, God, I feel really good. Right. I, I feel good. Why? And they go, oh. It's you, because of that stuff. You haven't yeah. had shit to eat for three or four days. Right. And you went for a hike two days ago, and that's why you feel really good. Remember, I'll actively say, remember this, remember this, remember this, and I'll keep doing it, and then I'll slide off, slide, slide off the fucking truck, bandwagon, whatever the fuck it is. But it's something as simple as taking... Uh, 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 vitamins or doing something well for you like I'll buy like I said I'll buy that well that's a simple goal that's not hard to do like move across the country and pack all your shit up right that's an easy thing to do what the fuck is it with I don't know with me just people and what what is it with I this failure mode <laughs> that's where it seems like it's it almost seems like it's a it's a it's a bug in software or something like that to to not achieve or not complete something. It's almost like, it's not so much a bug in software. It, it, to use that analogy, I don't wouldn't say it's a bug. It's more like you haven't gotten an, a necessary update or we haven't gotten a necessary update. Right. Like a like an old, like a, if you have an iPhone or an Android phone or something that's out of date, you know, it needs to be updated. Mm-hmm. And there's all these new things in there, but you're still stuck in, in the, I'm, I'm still, you're still stuck in uh, the version 3.0 when there's version 9. Mm-hmm. And you need to update. Just need to update. Get more information. Change your shit. So um, there, yeah, there is no. And I think our also, I think our brains are hardwired to settle down, have a family, do that. Like our brains are just biologically wired to do that. Mm-hmm. A lot of goals like you and I have don't in, include other people. It's for us, which sounds right. selfish. But you, if you don't take care of yourself, I've learned this the hard way. If you don't take care of yourself. You can't take care of other people. Well, you can't. You can for a certain, a very finite amount of time. Yes, you have to have, and that was one of the things. There was a there was a friend of mine a while back, an acquaintance of mine. We may have spoken about this as, as well, but they were having some some problems with. They needed a pretty healthy financial help, and at that and that that time, you know, I, I I couldn't really do it. I thought if I do this, I will be in a weakened position, mm-hmm. and I don't know what you're going to do with this financial help. And you might be in a weakened position, and then now we're both in a weakened position. Uh, right, and then we're both fucked. So, right. and that's that goes back to uh, you cannot fill everyone else's cup if your pitcher isn't full. Right, and you and honestly, like that's just the way that that is the way people work. And I, and I've also mentioned that before too, where I would like one of my goals to make more money is so I can give more money away or help other causes that I really believe in, and I honestly believe that. I mean, that's if I had a chunk more money just floating around in a little more time i would i would give i do give money away you know during holidays and stuff like that and it's sometimes it's a fair bit but i would do more you know i feel almost bad about not being able to do more and that that's what i would like to do if i would had more which i will i will this is yeah i get older and move things around and figure stuff out i will be able to do more of that you know before i but if you're not if you don't have the the requirement like if you would like to see people have families and they they're required to spend their time and their money with all that that we don't have that right now it's like it's almost like you're not obligated but you almost hmm, you're almost required which sounds like a negative like required and obligated is like a negative energy but that's not what i mean you almost should do more for yourself. Yes. Rather than not doing really anything. It's easy to do nothing if you don't have to do anything. You know, that that's pretty easy. But you should do more for yourself to advance yourself in some direction, whatever it is, to have more fulfillment and ultimately to be able to help people out also. That's what people really should do anyhow is and they say that's good for your psychological Absolutely. Wellness is to be you feel better when you're helping somebody. Definitely. You know, so 
And there's it, a there's it, a dopamine a, and serotonin. Yeah, it's and, a real thing. It's oxytocin not, release. When yeah, it's you not do just that. a psychological, but it, yeah, it's a real thing. It yeah. physically is a chemical that happens. You know, yeah. as you were pointing, it's like when you cry, you feel better after you cry. Sometimes. Yeah, it's a it's a hormonal release. Yeah, it's release, it's 100%. a real thing. It's yeah. a drug that leaves your. But you, that's how it works. It's not like oh, I feel just better psychologically. No, it's not, it's a like I said, a hormonal or biology at work there. Right. Is what it is. So. I got nothing else, man. Is you summed it? it up, yeah. Well, <laughs> so somehow figure out what a real goal is. That that's the hard part, right? And if you have trouble achieving those goals, you don't know how to get to it. Talk to Paul because <laughs> he's fucking done it. Um, I don't know when the, when the decision. It was easier for me when I knew I wanted when I fell in love with plastic airplanes. Yeah, that was a moment too for me. You're so was, fortunate that you found that so when early I was on. Ten or eleven years old, I looked at a high performance glider and went, "This is the coolest thing ever." ever in my mind I thought this is ever look what it does look how quiet it is look how sleek it looks I need to be involved with that somehow yeah and I'm still doing it which is crazy that's it alright folks enjoy your week thank you for listening please do Thank mm-hmm. you.